This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and this is Messianic Vision. Our guest today was drawn to the supernatural as a, as a child, but he didn't really have any kind of a grid for it. He had a lot of dark influences in his life, and now that pretty much opened him up to the demonic realms. But then he was saved, he was spirit-filled, and he was radically set ablaze by the power of God. And over the next 20 years, he experienced countless miracles, what I would call breathtaking prophetic encounters and a life of the supernatural. What a powerful message he shared with us the last time he was with us. So when I found out that he had a new message, a new revelation, a new word, I got right on it, and here he is. Ryan Lestrange, welcome back to Messianic Vision. Thank you so much. I, I so enjoy being with you and the team and the audience to, to share about the supernatural because this is what the nations are hungry for. I totally agree. You know what? I asked you early on when uh, we started uh, developing this program, you know, what's God showing you right now? And you told me about what you called a glory storm. Yes, yes. This, you know, this was a really strange um, encounter that I had, I was laying down to go to sleep and kind of had a bleed over of a night vision and an inner vision. But long story short, I saw this huge cloud that I would associate uh, with the glory cloud. Um, but inside of the glory cloud, I saw these little storm systems. I could see uh, little systems of lightning. I could see systems of tornadoes. I could see systems of rain clouds. Mm. And so I began to ask the Lord, you know, what am I seeing? And he said, I'm about to release glory storms. Now, this was uh, some time ago before we started seeing all of the absolutely bizarre uh, weather activities yes. we see in the United States. And I have wondered since then uh, if I had not pursued that a little bit more and prayed that out more, if I wouldn't have seen the link between the two. Because mm. obviously we know a lot of times with spiritual things, there's a, a link with what manifests in the natural realm after you've seen that. Yes, yes. Now, you said you felt like the, the lightning of God was going to strike dry places. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times one of the things the enemy does is people are they're living in a territory. They're maybe uh, leading a ministry or they're trying to start something uh, in business for the kingdom of God. And they just feel like this, this thing, this place, this group is so mm -hmm. dry. And they maybe read a book like mine, or they watch a show and listen to a broadcast like this one and say, these people are all having supernatural things, but where I'm at is a desert. But what we fail to realize is a lot of times those extremely dry places and situations are prime for the fire of God. And so in the natural, one of the things that happens is that lightning can strike a dry place and ignite a tremendous fire. And when I saw these glory storms, that, that's really what I saw, is I really saw the release of these lightning strikes, that, that God was going to send sort of revival lightning strikes to places that we would say they are so dry that mm -hmm. it's just impossible for it to explode. And once the explosion took place, it would be almost unstoppable. So this sort of supernatural weather activity across the spectrum from the, the rain to the lightning uh, would be God's system of, of really shifting things and answering people's prayers. But I really believe we are being now set up for a tremendous outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And you know what? It made me think of when you were saying that, you know, uh, even in the natural, we have areas in our country that get very dry and get very dry. And if a fire starts that, it just rages and it's hard to stop. So in the spiritual, that we're just going to believe for a release of raging fires of revival, as you call them. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and one thing I would say is that one thing I have learned and am learning continually is that with prophetic things, whether it's a word somebody gives, it's a vision like this one that I had, these things are always given to create pursuit. So what I mean by that is sometimes people get a wrong impression of mm -hmm. think, okay, I went to a meeting and somebody gave me a word and that's great and it's all just going to happen. But they fail to recognize, Revelation says, 
that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So like with this glory storm word, you know, I saw fire and mass deliverance happening. In fact, I saw a vision of, of the Lord coming into mass gatherings, stadium gatherings, and there being tremendous outpouring of deliverance, like just a furious mm-hmm. storm of freedom, a furious storm of glory. Now, what we cannot do is we cannot just put that on the shelf and say, well, that's great. The Lord spoke that. We're not going to do anything about it. Any kind of prophetic leading, including this one, uh, which I believe, by the way, we're going to see some of this begin in 2018. I feel like it's a timely word. But anything with things uh, that are prophetic, we are called by God to then hold on to that word Mm. and to pray over that word and to nurture that word. And so as people listen to this, and they're in a dry region, they're in a dry situation, you know, grab a hold of this as a word of the Lord and start to pray it out and ask the Lord, Lord, what do I need to do to prepare? I think that's a critical step. Definitely, definitely. Well, talking about a critical step, you have developed a new resource called Supernatural Access. And when I heard about this and then we started studying it and reading it, I got pretty excited because, you know, it's great to know about the supernatural and definitely to understand the supernatural. But I want to know how to access the supernatural. Why did you develop this resource, Ryan? Because I felt just what you said, that so many people hear these kind of stories, hear stories I tell and other people, Mm -hmm. and they think, well, that's great. You know, these people are sort of God's superheroes. Yeah. I'm a a housewife. I'm a soccer mom. I'm a a, a businessman or, or whatever the case may be, and they feel left out. And so I wanted to write something that shared kind of twofold. Number one, I wanted to give people a front row seat on some of the real adventures that I've had in God. But secondly, I wanted to bring them onto the field and off the bench. I wanted to say, look, you can do it. God God has got a plan for you, and there is access to the supernatural, whether that be in healing, whether that be in hearing the voice of God, whatever form of the supernatural sure. is necessary at that moment in your life. But I wanted to bring everybody, and that's really the, the critical point I would emphasize, this is a teaching for everybody. I want to bring them into the awareness of the supernatural. Yes, and you know what? That makes me think of the very next thing I was going to ask you about. You know, a lot of people, and you touched on this, think that this is reserved for a few or, or those that are called into a certain office, but that is not what you say. You said something that we are all created to hear from God. Yeah, this is really one of the starting points for the supernatural, at least it has been in my life. And whenever I write about the supernatural or prophetic, I always try to use this as the starting point. And that's really identity, because it's like you don't have to tell a satellite receiver, hey, you need to pick up the signal. It's made for that. You may have to turn it in the right direction, but by nature, it's made for that. And so one of the really masterful things that the enemy does in the life of God's people is he tries to talk us out of identity. And so as it pertains to the supernatural, we feel like, well, I just can't hear from God. That's not for me. But the reality is when you get born again, you know, Ephesians talks about putting on the new nature. And so there's literally a new nature. There's literally a new man that's created in the image and the likeness of God. Jesus came as the second Adam to restore uh, that type of intimate personal relationship, that God-man paradigm that was lost in the fall. And so all of us, when we get born again, we are remade, reborn to the image and the likeness of God. So, you know, God never gets up and says, okay, I can't be supernatural today. <laughs> natural every single day. And so this is one of the things that I went through personally, because um, after I got born again, I went through a time that I was with a lot of people who believed uh, certain areas of the Word of God, but but they were not always extremely prophetic. And so I wasn't in what I would call a prophetic culture for some of my time. And what I failed to recognize is that God was always speaking. And so I had to go through what I call a personal reform to recognize, hey, as a prophetic person, you look for the voice of God across many different venues in your life. And, you know, just the other day I had an experience that is a really good uh, illustration of this. I was driving home, and actually the road that I live on is under construction. It's been under construction for almost a year. And on top of that, my property borders another piece of property on which they've been cutting down this tree line. So Mm -hmm. I get home, my road's got construction signs, it's torn to pieces. I drive up into my driveway, and the neighbor's uh, 
back property. It's, the trees are coming down. Stuff is everywhere. And I'm looking, and suddenly the Lord says to me, Ryan, look around. Now, I've learned when I hear something like that not to dismiss it. So yes. I look around, and he says, this is a picture of what I'm doing. I'm renovating every single area of your life and preparing you for next-level journeys. Now, that's the fruit of a supernatural culture. That's the fruit of a prophetic culture. But years ago, I wouldn't have even thought to engage that. So yes. Learning that you're hardwired to hear from God positions you to find the voice of God in every area. Yes. And you know what? Learning it, as you were just talking about, and then following it after you, you have learned, okay, this this is a, a word from the Lord or an instruction from the Lord. I love the story that you tell about Peter. I mean, when Jesus told him, you know, he'd been fishing all night and he gave him this this instruction that seemed crazy, but he followed it. Yeah, and most of the times whenever God talks to you, and especially in the realm of the miraculous. So, you know, in miracles, we think about a miracle of being many different things, but primarily people think of physical healings. But a miracle is the intervention of God in ordinary life. So it's an instantaneous breakthrough. It could be financial. It could be family. So Mm -hmm. whenever I've really seen tremendous miracles in my life or in the lives of others, it was usually preceded with a supernatural instruction. And this is the case with Peter. Peter's tired. Peter has been doing what he knows to do. He's a fisherman. Now, this is great because this applies to, you know, the business person, the factory worker. Mm -hmm. They're doing what they know to do, but they're struggling. And Jesus gives him a crazy instruction. (laughs) Don't let down your net. And Peter says, I know fishing. There's no fish there. We've been at it all night. But really, this instruction was testing the heart of Peter. Will you step out of the natural realm into the supernatural? And what happened was when Peter uh, obeyed the instruction, as you said, he partnered with it. All of a sudden, there was breathtaking provision. And it's amazing how fear will keep us out of breathtaking supernatural provision. And I believe for many of the listeners right now that are struggling, that you're saying, man, I'm overwhelmed. I'm having a family issue. I'm having this crisis and that crisis. I just sense the Lord saying to you, the listeners, I have got instructions for you. In fact, many of you, the Lord is saying, I've already been speaking to you, but it's obeying my still small voice and doing the seemingly strange and peculiar things that will unlock breathtaking provision. And I believe that when we obey the voice of the Lord, that comes and then a deeper relationship. Because once you've seen the fruit of that instruction, now you trust God deeper. Yes. Yes. Now, you teach, Ryan, that God speaks to us in many ways. You know, we know that that actually, literally, Jesus spoke to Peter. Uh, there have been times that, that the Lord has said to you, look around, look around, Ryan, what do you see? And you recognize that as a voice from the Lord. Uh, tell us a story about how God gave you a word of knowledge and what happened on an airplane recently. Sure. I was uh, flying back from a trip, a ministry trip, and I sat down, and uh, there was a young man that came to sit next to me. Now, I had, because I fly a lot with Delta Airlines, um, I had been upgraded, which means basically you had a coach seat and you were put into first class. Mm -hmm. This very young man came and sat next to me, which is a bit abnormal, uh, you know, because a lot of the people in first class are business travelers, whatever, and they're middle age or above. So I noticed that, but I didn't give it a lot of thought. And at some point, he introduced himself to me. And so we talked just casually for a few moments, nothing serious. And then um, later, we began to talk more. And he began to tell me his story, that his, one of his family members was a politician, uh, very successful. Uh, he told me about the school that he went to. He was a senior in high school. And he told me, that his father was a leading neuroscientist, and mm. he was sitting in his father's seat. His father uh, gave him his upgraded seat, and he was sitting in the coach section of the plane. So all of this was, you know, divine. And I'm sitting there, and I ask him for some reason, well, what do you feel like you want to do? And he said, well, actually, oddly enough, I want to work on the oil rigs. And it struck me, because here you've got a descendant of a political leader and the son of a neuroscientist, and now he says, I want to work in the oil industry. It doesn't add up. As he's talking, I see, now this is one of the ways God shows me things. It's strange when I say it. People are going to think this is very strange. But I just see written above his head, 
Uh, now, not with my physical eyes, but my spiritual eyes, but it's happened enough times I recognize it. I see the word writer written above his head. And this is a way sometimes that God will speak to me about people. And so what I do when I see something like that, I just start kind of paying attention and zoning in. Or I say I look into it deeper with the eyes of my spirit. And I begin to see a, an intense desire to write. Now, all of a sudden, I'm having a warfare with my brain and my spirit. At this time, the young man has put his headphones in and he's He's caught up on his phone. And my warfare is I'm hearing the word of the Lord and seeing the word of the Lord that God has put a desire in him to write, but what he has already conveyed to me doesn't line up with what I'm seeing. Right. Struggle gets so intense, I get up and I go to the bathroom just to pray because now I feel the plane, we're, we're getting ready for landing. We're probably 25 minutes out. And I say, God, I don't understand this. And this is such a great lesson because there are times – God tells you something, it just doesn't line up, but you know that it won't lift off of you. And the Lord says to me, I need you to share this with this young man. So I go sit, I tap him on the shoulder, I say, listen, this is strange, but I feel like the Lord is saying that you have a writing gift. And his eyes get huge, and he says, actually, I began to write a novel and put it down. And um, when he says that, the Lord just starts speaking, and I start sharing prophetically with him. Now, here's the really cool thing. This kid was not born again. He didn't even understand any of this, so I had to explain to him about Jesus. We landed, and I had to go to my next plane. He's literally following me, asking for my name so he can reach out to me on Facebook. And he had such an encounter with the Lord, but it would have been so easy for me to just brush that aside because it didn't line up. Right. Now— and, and, and God also said to you something else in, in that same vein. As you were walking away and you were hurrying, God's, God's saying, okay, leave, leave immediately when you were saying, uh, well, well, wait a minute, I need to still talk to this guy. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that point out because this is kind of something that, that shook me a little bit as well. You know, I used to do, uh, when I was younger, I, I led a Bible college with one of my first ministry jobs, and I used to do a lot of outreach. And so we would typically... We would use stuff like the Romans Road and just clear, simple ways right. to ensure that somebody was accepting Jesus. So in a scenario like this, that's where my mind would go to. But I sensed the Lord saying, I want you to leave immediately. And it was challenging me because I didn't feel like I had given this young man enough detailed information about yes. Jesus. Um, and the Lord said something to me so strange, but yet so profound. He said, uh, wherever there's hunger, there's pursuit. And he said, sometimes you just need to leave somebody with a mystery because mystery will unlock that pursuit. And I remembered a time that one of my family members was not born again, and God sent a man to preach the gospel, and the man suddenly disappeared. And that, that mysterious encounter left us all thinking, well, who was this guy? What right. was he doing? So that was the sense I had about this young man. And Again, it just goes to show that when you're serving Jesus and he's talking, you have to listen to him, even sure. if right the way you think it should be. Sure. You know what? We're going to go uh, to a break in just a couple of minutes, but I want to make sure we get this in first. One of the ways that, that people are always interested in that, that they they hear about, that God speaks through visions. And vision seems to be a, a little bit of a mystery. You're talking about a mystery to some people. Uh, just quickly, can you give us a, a little bit of an understanding about visions? Sure. Okay. Let me just say it as quickly as I can. You have spiritual senses. So you have spiritual ears, you have spiritual eyes. Visions uh, is really the realm of communication to your spiritual eyes. God illuminates something in the realm of, of vision. And there's different kinds of visions. There's an open vision. That's the highest form, but it's the least common. That's mm -hmm. when you're standing in a room, sitting in a place, and everything's swallowed up and literally your natural eyes are overtaken by your spiritual eyes. Mm -hmm. You're no longer aware of the natural dimension. Then you have a night vision. Most people have night visions quite frequently, but they don't recognize what they are. When I say frequently, I don't mean daily, but I mean they've had several, and they don't sure. recognize. They might think that it's a dream, it's just a thought, but it's basically communication mm -hmm. in the state between consciousness and unconsciousness. Mm -hmm. Then you have inner vision. Now, I have personally a lot of inner visions. The, the word of knowledge I got for the young man that we talked about was an inner vision. It's like a little movie playing <laughs> spiritual mind. You see something, you sense something. But again, most people just think, well, 
this is like an imagination. This is a thought. It's only when you learn to pay attention and act on these things and pray over them that you start to hone in on what they are. Mm -hmm. Well, I know we don't have a lot of time here, but I want to just say for those that are listening, you really go into a lot of detail in this, um, the book and the teachings on things like this and different ways that God speaks to us. So that was just very, very exciting for me when I started studying about that. Well, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Messianic Vision with our very special guest today, Ryan Lestrange. Sid and I want to make available to you, Ryan's brand new book and exclusive four CD teaching series called Supernatural Access. I believe that this dynamic book and the teaching will radically transform your life. So uh, we just want to encourage you to get that today. Ryan says that when God starts speaking to us about something in our lives, the signs will be everywhere. When we come back, Ryan will talk to us about dreams, cracking the code, and what to do if you feel like you've had a prophetic dream. Stay with us. Did you know that no matter what you're facing today, God's already got a promise to match up with that challenge. No matter what lie the enemy has used to come against you, God has already prophesied victory over that situation. Ryan Lestrange wants to give you the supernatural keys to crack the code of dreams and visions and kickstart the prophetic in your life so you can walk in freedom and victory every day. The practical dimension of it is what is so critical because so many people are stuck. They don't know how to engage the supernatural. So I wanted to make it super practical for every person. Call now and get Ryan Lestrange's brand new book and his anointed four-part audio CD teaching set, Supernatural Access. This is an exclusive offer for our rich Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9527. Ryan Lestrange's brand new book, Supernatural Access, is a manifesto for supernatural living, God encounters, and radical prophetic leading. You are standing at the doorway into greater dimensions of the Spirit. Through this book, you will have your spiritual senses sharpened to learn how to hear God clearly. Begin to receive revelation for your own life and for others around you. Learn how to see in the Spirit through inner visions, night visions, open visions, and in prophetic dreams. Discover how to begin to act on the revelation you receive to demonstrate God's power. Learn how to be effectively led by the Holy Spirit. Understand how to know and discern the will of God for your life. Begin to operate in tremendous miracles and authority. It's available for everybody. Jesus didn't come to demonstrate supernatural things through some people, but through every person that believes. And that means you, that means me, that means all believers. Through this anointed four-part audio CD series, Ryan teaches you how to crack the code of dreams and visions and how to kickstart the prophetic. On this four-part audio CD teaching, you will learn how to master hearing, discerning, understanding, and partnering with the voice of the Lord. You will understand that prophetic dreams contain messages that are vital for your success. Learn that no matter what you're facing today, God already has a promise to match up with that challenge. Understand how to deal with nightmares by taking authority over it and plead the blood of Jesus over yourself. Ryan prays for you to have prophetic dreams and understand the interpretation, to have stunning encounters with God in the night, to receive a sharpening of spiritual wisdom and revelation. Ryan gives a powerful prophetic proclamation over you, breaking the spirit of fear and every trauma in your life. He decrees perfect peace and deep emotional healing in your life. Supernatural access. This is what I believe. This is the last act of the last play on planet Earth, and your name is being called, yes, you, and you need to prepare for supernatural access. Don't miss out on getting Ryan Lestrange's brand new book and his anointed four-part audio CD teaching set, Supernatural Access. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9527. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9527 or log on to Sid Roth. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm Donna Chavis, and I have Ryan Lestrange here with me today. I'm sure you've been enjoying listening to Ryan. And Ryan, when we went to break, I said that you teach that when God starts speaking to you about something in your life, signs will be everywhere. Tell us about that. 
Yes, and that's one of the things I call prophetic culture. So it's becoming aware of that now for me uh, for a long time in my life. I was unaware of that. You know, I kind of would separate my life into segments. God was talking, and then I was just living my ordinary life, and then God was talking. But what you have to do is you have to merge those things together, and you have to start looking for those confirmations, those pictures. Um, And so one of the interesting stories that happened to me is a number of years ago, I had this crazy prophetic vision um, that I came to call the hub vision. So I was praying. Um, I was watching actually one day Christian television. A network was announcing that they were going to build uh, kind of a center for the revival and the move of God in media. And I thought that was very fascinating. Sometime after that, I was praying, and all of a sudden, unexpectedly, I went into this vision, this inner vision, I would say. I saw kind of the top half of a globe, like a 3D globe, and I saw these burning places popping up all over, literally all over. And I started praying for months, really, like, Lord, what is this? And he began to speak to me about these places sort of being epicenters of revival, that he was establishing centers of outpouring, that he wanted to raise up these places called the hubs, revival hubs. Um, And many other revelations came out of that. But that was the word. I ended up writing about that. I ended up sharing a lot about that. Um, and then it seemed like everywhere I went, I would see things that said hub. People would send me pictures of things called hub. Um, I was on vacation in the Panhandle of Florida, and I'm driving on the road one day with a, a friend of mine. And all of a sudden, we stumble on this whole uh, outdoor kind of recreation place mm-hmm. called the hub. And I'm sitting there, and the Lord says to me, Ryan, this is confirmation. Now, the, the interesting thing about this was the way it was laid out. There was a number of eateries that you could choose, like if you wanted uh, pizza, you could go to this one. If you want this, but there was an outdoor courtyard which you ate, and there was a stage, and then there was a place like a living room off to the side. And the Lord used all of those different places to talk to me about these centers He was developing. So the prophetic confirmation was everywhere. Again, I could have easily just said, "Oh, it's coincidental," but it wasn't at all mm-hmm. coincidental. Yes, so God was speaking to you about this, and you had this vision about the hubs, started hearing the word hubs, and actually started seeing the word hubs. So that's a great example of what you were talking about, just just hearing and seeing things all around you. And that's when you you sit back and go, oh, I need to pay attention to this, I guess. Yes, well, and I would just say this, when you start to get confirmation like that across a variety of sources, it's kind of like God highlighting it to you. So there are some things revealed to you that are of utmost importance. And for me, with that particular one, it actually redefined a lot of my assignment. So it became an utmost important thing, and I really had to pay attention. That mm-hmm. All those confirmations were God's highlighter on that word. Okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. You know, earlier I said that you're going to talk to us about dreams, uh, and you, you have— uh, a description of different types of dreams, and and you even say there's a way that we can learn to crack the code, or or that we can be able to tell, you know, what kind of dream is this, and is this dream from God, or what do I do with it? Talk to us about that a little bit, Ryan. Yes, uh, dreams are one of my favorite uh, ways to receive communication from God, downloads from heaven. And if you think about it, depending on how much you sleep, some people are asleep uh, for potentially up to one-third of their life. And so this is one of the areas that is often so overlooked because many times we just don't understand our dreams. We don't understand, you know, as uh, the famous line, is it a pizza dream? (laughs) Yes, and you talked about pizza earlier, so I know you've got a connection here. (laughs) It's a connection, yes. Uh, (laughs) Is it a pizza dream? You know, is it a dream that just popped up somewhere? And so many people overlook Uh, the leading of the voice of God through the ways of dreams. But one of the first things you have to understand is that dreams can come from a variety of sources. Yes. uh, The book of Hebrews talks about the Word of God dividing between soul and spirit. There's a division between your soul and your spirit. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. So I always say this, your mind is like a computer. It stores files. It stores data. So people that have had trauma in their life, There's data in their mind about trauma, and one of the things they have to do to overcome that is they have to apply the Word of God, God's words like medicine, and you actually clean those files. You cleanse those files. So you can have what I call a dream from your soul. That's Mm -hmm. a 
dream that pops up from a memory, a desire, a pain, a trauma, an ambition. Usually when you have a dream like that, you know it's not a prophetic dream because there's not a sense of urgency. There's not something in it that just says, I've got to pay attention to this. You know, you might have a dream that you went to a lake and had a nice time and and when you were a child, you used to do that, but you don't have any sense of real urgency. So right. a dream from your soul, that's your mind basically talking to you in the space when you're asleep. Now, the second source is dreams from the realm of the spirit. Now, spiritual dreams can be motivated by two sources. First of all, and the one that we don't like to have is the realm of darkness or the enemy. So, you know, these type of dreams are dreams that reinforce plans or purposes of the enemy. Um, Nightmares come from this a lot of times. Um, And sometimes people will say, well, how did I have a nightmare? How did I, how was the enemy talking to me in my sleep? And in in the writing that I did in Supernatural Access, I go into a little bit of detail talking about the law of transfer. So we understand as Christians that there are different access points to our lives. You know, if I pray for you, that's an access point. If someone lays their hand on you, that's an access point. Sometimes watching sit on television is an access point, that you hear something and it opens up a realm in your life. So the devil also understands that. A lot of times, if you have a, a stunningly dark dream that comes out of nowhere, there was some kind of an access point. It could be as simple as, in the course of your day, you encountered somebody that had that spiritual influence. So the enemy will use those nightmares and those dreams to try to plant seeds of fear. Uh, mm-hmm. He's really prophesying in reverse through those dreams. So when you have that kind of a dream, what you need to do once you discern it, and the, the bottom line to that kind of dream from the, the dark realm is it's fear-based. You will have an overwhelming sense of fear. You will have an overwhelming sense of gloom on it. When you wake up and you sense that, immediately you need to pray and break that off of yourself. Just right, Just right. the blood of Jesus, right. break that off of yourself, and don't accept any kind of condemnation or fear that would try to come to you. Recognize that was something coming against you that wasn't something that originated uh, from you. Mm-hmm. So uh, now let's talk about the better side of it. Okay. okay. But like, Ryan, can I just say this quickly? Um, I know those that are listening, you know, sometimes we don't want to talk about this, you know, the negative or the fearful or whatever, but I absolutely love the way you taught this because you're saying they are, um, they they want us to yield to fear. They, they are full of fear, any kind of dreams like this, but we know we have absolutely no need to yield to any type of fear or be swallowed up in fear because um, he is the enemy and we have the authority and the power of God on our side. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just important to know because sometimes, you know, when I've even had these experiences where the enemy has uh, given me some type of awful dream, I would feel like, okay, why did this happen? And, and you, you know, the enemy is trying to battle your mind. So you have sure. to rise in authority Break it off yourself. Don't receive the message. I like to say it this way. Market return to sender. And yes. Send it back. And <laughs> this is not mine. Yes. And you know what? Let me ask you this question. Can can bad dreams, uh, can they also be warnings that, that maybe will help us know how to pray into a situation if we look at it in that direction? How do you feel about that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you have different thoughts about the prophetic ministry. I personally believe looking at Old Testament and New Testament, which is very important because there was a covenantal change when Jesus came. So looking between the two, uh, I believe even in the New Testament that prophets are people that often gave warnings. Now, the difference is, is that you're under a covenant of grace. So there's an abundance of God's ability to do what you cannot do, but there can absolutely be examples of prophetic warning. Here's the dividing line between did I have a bit of an ominous dream that came from God versus a fear dream that came from the devil? How do I figure out the difference? The bottom line is, what do you feel when you awaken from that dream? If you feel an overwhelming sense of fear and condemnation, it came from the enemy. Yes. But if you feel, in spite of the fact it was ominous, you feel a sense of complete peace and you feel a desire to go into prayer then that was a warning dream. And, you know, people are having these warning dreams more and more. I call it the Job 33. That's the scripture. It says God will visit us once, twice, three times with an instruction. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that people are having this, even unsaved people and saved people 
born-again people, believers, are having more and more dreams because God is releasing His plans and His purposes to His people in this hour. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that and for for, um, explaining that a little bit more because that is so, so great and such great information. Okay, I'm going to let you get back to where you were going on the good side of the dreams. Sure, and I'm glad we did cover that other part because it's important. So, As far as a spiritual dream, the other source of the spiritual dream is from the Holy Spirit, or as I write in the book, our own born-again spirit, which is created in the image and the likeness of God. So our born-again spirit is basically like a satellite dish receiver to receive the voice of the Holy Spirit. So when I say a dream is coming from the born-again spirit, it's coming from Holy Spirit, essentially. Um, And these dreams contain prophetic messages. Now, here's one of the differences, and this is why I believe a dream code, we have to crack the code because dreams typically speak more in the language of the subconscious mind or of spiritual symbols. So this is one of the things I've learned, the difference between a night vision and a dream. A night vision is typically more literal. So I should say this, visions in general are typically more literal. I have a vision of praying for a guy named Bob. I don't have to pray about that. When I meet someone named Bob, I'm yes. like, okay, I had a vision about this. But In a dream, it's symbolic. There's a lot of symbolism. Now, here's something interesting. I actually had, this morning before I woke, a dream, a prophetic dream. I was awakened early. I went into a time of prayer, and I laid back down. And shortly before I got up to prepare for this interview, I had a prophetic dream, and the dream was about a vehicle. Now, Mm -hmm. a vehicle, it speaks typically of ministries and assignments. So I was able to interpret the dream. Now, if I got up and said to you, Donna, I had a dream about a car. God's giving me a car. That was not the message of the dream. So dreams contain a code. You have to crack the code. And simplifying it as quickly as I can, typically the code is twofold. It's symbols that are biblical or it's symbols that are personal. So it helps a lot to become aware of biblical symbols like, um, for example, numbers. The number 12 it means the number of government. So um, if you have a dream about 12 years, 12 people, anything 12, the first biblical interpretation would be government. But let's say something happened in your life when you were 12 years old and there's a personal meaning. It could also mean something that happened in your own personal life. So when you have a dream, you write it down. That's the first thing. Then you need to study out any kind of symbolism that's in the dream. You need to become aware of Bible symbols. Mm -hmm. Don't go on a website and Google and get some new age dream interpretation thing. That's going to get you in trouble. Yes. Um, You want biblical symbols, but also understand that the same symbol can mean a different thing to a different person because God speaks to you in a language that's very personal. But nine times out of ten, when you have a dream, you have to crack the code. You have to have an interpretation to figure out what the message is. Yes, very, very interesting. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, this is something that, that I found very interesting. You tell us that we are created to be creative. Now, I've, I, in the course of my lifetime, have not felt like a very creative person, but you said that we're all creating something every single day. Absolutely. I I love that question. Thank you for asking, because I think that so many people struggle with this. A person in my family is a very logic-driven, managerial personality. I call it a linear thinker. You have linear thinkers and circular thinkers, abstract, creative thinkers, but we're all creative in some basis. You know, the very logic-driven accountant is really creating systems and structures of accounting and tools. So they just, their methodology is different. But when we talk about Um, the prophetic spirit. We talk about uh, prophetic things, even dreams and visions. It's all creative. We look at Genesis 1, and God steps out, speaks into the face of darkness, and begins creating things. We're all creating things. And the center of creativity in our life is our imagination. So, you know, I don't know if anybody else ever had this experience, but let's say that someone in your family had a terrible, awful, dreadful disease, and Uh, they died from it. And then all of a sudden, you have a headache. And the voice of the enemy says to your imagination, oh, you're getting the same disease. And pretty soon, in five minutes, your your imagination has fast-forwarded to your funeral. And what that is, is that's demonic imagination trying to create a reality that God didn't plan for you. Well, 
we we focus a lot on casting down imaginations, pulling out yes. clean ones. It's yes, important, but what we don't focus enough on is creating godly imaginations. You know, if I can see it, I can be it. And so with the realm of dreams, the realm of visions, even the realm of faith, it's about creatively seeing through the eyes of my mind the spiritual promises of God. I, I think in many ways meditating the scripture is that it's, it's letting God talk to you and give you pictures of what his word is communicating yes. to you. So we're all creating. And I think that this is one of the things that if you want to hear more from God, you need to create space in your life, space in your imagination, space in even physical places like rooms where you open up the realm of creativity, put pictures of things that inspire you, put uh, you know vision statements, things you're dreaming about, inspire your imagination to dream God dream. Yes, because if you can see it, you can be it. I got that. <laughs> I, I love that. And you know, when we're talking about the supernatural, we, we always seem to include the prophetic in that, of course. And I, I love your teaching in this. You just gave a nice fourfold strategy about uh, the prophetic words being weapons. Explain that to me. Yes, every prophetic word is a weapon. You know, I love the scripture in Romans. You've quoted, I've quoted, many of your listeners have quoted, uh, and it's a scripture that says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so I used to always think that just meant the more I memorized scripture, or the more I knew of the written word, mm-hmm. the stronger my faith was. And in many ways, there's a truth in that. But actually, the word word there is not the word logos, written word, it's the word rhema. So when God speaks, faith is established, and that faith appropriates the miraculous realm, the supernatural realm. So God gave me a fourfold strategy for these, what I call prophetic arrows, these weapons. When the voice of God comes into your life, what do you need to do? Number one is to identify. So you identify what has already been declared. If I'm going through a battle, I need to go back and see what did God say to me before this battle began? Because typically he's already prophesied the end from the beginning. Um, Secondly, I need to speak. So that's the second part of the strategy. Mm-hmm. I need to declare out of my mouth. Paul told Timothy, make war with the prophecies that have gone on before you. I need to verbally speak and command and decree what God has already said. Now, thirdly, and this is huge for people, you need to seek. So what does that mean, seek? It means to seek instruction. Okay, I've identified what God has said. I'm speaking what God is saying, but now I need to seek instruction. God might be saying, Brian, I've already healed you, but what is the instruction? The Lord might say, look, I want you to take an hour extra a day and pray. The Lord might say, I want you to stop eating this thing. I want you to change your diet. I want you to do something different. Usually in the area of supernatural, there's some kind of instruction. So most people will not get the fulfillment of a prophetic promise because they didn't seek instruction. And then fourthly is you've got to implement. So once you have instruction, you've got to implement a strategy. Like, for example, if the Lord said to me, Ryan, I want you to take an hour extra day and pray. Maybe if I say, okay, I'm traveling and I'm doing this, 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 how can I do this? Well, I can wear my headphones in the plane. I've got a 45-minute flight and then another 15 minutes. And I can piece together a strategy. You've got to have a strategy. I like strategy, so that's good. You know what? Our time always seems to go by way too fast. We're going to take a break in just a moment. But let's talk about one other thing uh, before we go to break. This is one of Sid's favorite topics, and it just happens to be one of your strong points to accessing the supernatural. It's spirit praying. Mm, Yeah, I I call revelation heavenly downloads. In fact, that's one of my most favorite terms, and I guess it's because of so much use of technology. But uh, praying in the Spirit really unravels the mysteries of God, and there are different types of mysteries. You have personal mysteries, the the who, what, when, uh, where kind of thing. What do I do next? Where am I going? Uh, You have mysteries in the Word, revelation. So praying in the Spirit basically unravels those mysteries. And really, in a single moment, something can be unfolded to you that can change the entire course of your life. And it's really, I call it in the book, it's the great equalizer. Because again, some people feel like, well, I'm just an average Joe. What can I do? But when you pray in the Spirit, you enter into the classroom of Holy Spirit, and you are supernaturally positioned for the master teacher to start teaching you line upon line, precept upon precept, and unraveling the great mysteries. Yes, 
You know, when I saw that phrase, the great equalizer, that just jumped off the page to me. I just thought that was, that was, that in itself, I feel like is a revelation, the great equalizer so that, that we are all on the same playing field when, um, when we're praying in the spirit. Ryan, you've learned an easy way to discern the leading of God. It's so, so simple. It really is simple. It really boils down to a couple of things. Uh, you discern the leading by listening to the check. What is the check? That's that nudge that something is wrong. You know, sometimes in my life I've had opportunities, I've had uh, ambitions, I've had desires, I've had meetings with people where there was just this nudge, like something is not right. I didn't have a deep revelatory word. I just had an underlying nudge. And that nudge can save you years and years of trouble. Uh, the second part of the, the simplistic way of leading is the peace. When there's just something that is so right that you know yes. when you step into a situation, I have complete peace about this. And again, you might not have a profound word, but you have peace. You can pay mm -hmm. attention that inner barometer on the inside of you because your spirit looks like God. So if it is grieved and there's a check, that's a no. If there's a deep abiding peace, that's a yes. Okay, great. Thank you for telling us that. I know that that's simple, but it's so profound. And that is one of the reasons that I, I love this book and this teaching so much. So uh, thank you for that. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to Messianic Vision, and our guest today is Ryan Lestrange. We've got more from Ryan in just a couple of minutes. We're making available to you Ryan's brand new book, an exclusive four-CD teaching series called Supernatural Access. Now, whether you're new to the gifts of the Spirit or seasoned in the prophetic release. Let me say that again, Paul. So whether you're new to the gifts of the Spirit or seasoned in prophetic release, I believe this resource will open your eyes to a new level of the supernatural. Ryan says that if you want to access the supernatural, you must be intentional about creating a prophetic atmosphere. Now, what does that mean? Find out in just a moment. We'll be right back. Did you know that no matter what you're facing today, God's already got a promise to match up with that challenge. No matter what lie the enemy has used to come against you, God has already prophesied victory over that situation. Ryan Lestrange wants to give you the supernatural keys to crack the code of dreams and visions and kickstart the prophetic in your life so you can walk in freedom and victory every day. The practical dimension of it is what is so critical because so many people are stuck. They don't know how to engage the supernatural. So I wanted to make it super practical for every person. Call now and get Ryan Lestrange's brand new book and his anointed four-part audio CD teaching set, Supernatural Access. This is an exclusive offer for our rich Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9527. Ryan Lestrange's brand new book, Supernatural Access, is a manifesto for supernatural living, God encounters, and radical prophetic leading. You are standing at the doorway into greater dimensions of the Spirit. Through this book, you will have your spiritual senses sharpened to learn how to hear God clearly. Begin to receive revelation for your own life and for others around you. Learn how to see in the Spirit through inner visions, night visions, open visions, and in prophetic dreams. Discover how to begin to act on the revelation you receive to demonstrate God's power. Learn how to be effectively led by the Holy Spirit. Understand how to know and discern the will of God for your life. Begin to operate in tremendous miracles and authority. It's available for everybody. Jesus didn't come to demonstrate supernatural things through some people, but through every person that believes. And that means you, that means me, that means all believers. Through this anointed four-part audio CD series, Ryan teaches you how to crack the code of dreams and visions and how to kickstart the prophetic. On this four-part audio CD teaching, you will learn how to master hearing, discerning, understanding, and partnering with the voice of the Lord. You will understand that prophetic dreams contain messages that are vital for your success. Learn that no matter what you're facing today, God already has a promise to match up with that challenge. Understand how to deal with nightmares by taking authority over it and plead the blood of Jesus over yourself. Ryan prays for you to have prophetic dreams and understand the interpretation, to have stunning encounters with God in the night, to receive a sharpening of spiritual wisdom and revelation. Ryan gives a powerful prophetic proclamation over 
over you, breaking the spirit of fear and every trauma in your life. He decrees perfect peace and deep emotional healing in your life. Supernatural access. This is what I believe. This is the last act of the last play on planet Earth, and your name is being called, yes, you, and you need to prepare for supernatural access. Don't miss out on getting Ryan Lestrange's brand new book and his anointed four-part audio CD teaching set, Supernatural Access. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9527. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9527 or log on to Sid Roth. Org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm Donna Chavis, and I'm here with Ryan Lestrange. And Ryan, we are talking about uh, in, in order to access the supernatural, we need to create a personal prophetic atmosphere. Explain. Yeah, this is something that really helped me, and I wanted to be super practical in the book because sometimes you hear these stories of God talking to people, and you just feel so overwhelmed. But basically, I really believe in the power of atmospheres. They're environments. You know, uh, you go into a movie theater, and there's an environment that prepares you to look at that big screen. You go to a circus, there's an environment of celebration. And so really throughout the Bible, there's so many examples of different environments. So the, the thought is you create space in your life for Holy Spirit to speak. And that can mean a variety of things. It can mean creating a time that you spend with God. It can mean creating a physical space. So like one of the things that I really write about is I write about the the power of an atmosphere that you mm-hmm. do create a place, uh, maybe, you know, in your living room, if you've got an office, you've got a den, you know, create a prayer and pursuit place. Uh, get an arsenal of worship that fuels your hunger for God, that you can go in there. You can play those worship songs. Yes. Play those songs that pursue and encounter. And then spend time just reflecting. Um, so it depends on, you know, what your passion is. And I would say, too, for really prophetic people, if God's speaking to you, you might need to clip some pictures and have a bulletin board and put them up there. If God's talking to you about water, you know, get pictures of water, and that will stoke your prophetic imaginations, but it's just creating that space in your life and your home for God to really speak to you and for you to engage that realm. Yes. Now, you're talking about us being very intentional about this, not not making the mistake of, of just saying, well, if God wants to speak to me, he will. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're really going after the voice of the Lord and you're, you're setting aside time to spend with God, and again, I would say one of the key components of that is really listening, because one of the mistakes that people make in prayer. A lot of times they don't listen. And I I just had this experience, so I'll share it quickly, that I was awakened, as I said earlier in this interview, uh, early, early this morning to pray. And and a lot of times if that happens to me, uh, there's usually something the Lord's going to say. So I prayed, and nothing really significant happened. And I had time, and I thought, I'm going to lay back down, rest a little bit longer. I did, and then I had a prophetic dream. So I really felt like that that pursuit time was about me getting that download of that dream. But I've learned to live my life listening. So as much as I talk to the Lord, I will also sit in a space and, and just listen. And I think that's part of that pursuing is you have to listen and then you have to write and record whatever comes to you. Yes, yes. That is so, so good. Um, are there, I guess, for lack of a better word, and, and I guess it's okay to call them this, are there lies that maybe the enemy tells us or or suggests to us that, that maybe block the uh, access to the supernatural? Absolutely, because, you know, faith works by love. So if you're not solidified in understanding that you are loved and that you're called to manifest the love of God, then you actually disqualify yourself from supernatural access. So some of the common lies are, are that you deserve condemnation. You know, the enemy will use that tool. Well, you you did this and you did that and you did this. Right. He tries to undo or invalidate the work of the cross, the blood of Jesus. Um, he'll say, oh, you're not smart enough. You know, that, that, that guy on the interview, he knows God better than you do. But, I mean, God talks about little children coming to him. I mean, yes. he can speak to anybody. It's not, a, it's not an intellectual thing. 
it's a spiritual thing. Um, he'll say you're not qualified. Your past is too ugly. Or here's a big one. Well, that's only for prophets, you know. You, you wow, yes. God. But Romans 8 said that all believers are supposed to hear from God. In fact, you know, Donna, I just really hear the Lord right now saying that many of the listeners are battling condemnation. And I, I just hear the Lord say, children, I've set you free from condemnation. So the enemy would try to use your past your shortcomings as a weapon. But today I release and unveil my stunning love to you, says the Lord. So, Father, I just thank you for those that are listening right now, that their their hearts are pure. They're wanting to hear from you, but they've been besieged by condemnation. And I just break every bit of condemnation in the name of Jesus. I break heaviness. I sense many of you have been battling heaviness, and you felt so exhausted, so overwhelmed that to even try to hear from God seems like a task. And the Lord says, I don't want you to view relationship with me as a task. I want you to view it as a journey and as a privilege. And so I just break right now in the name of Jesus that heaviness. I break that spiritual exhaustion, that emotional depletion. And I just speak the Zoe life of God over you in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that perfect love casts out all fear. I ask you for a supernatural release of your love into the hearts of these listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen to that. Thank you, Ryan. Um, you have been traveling for over 20 years, and I know you get asked a lot of questions, and I, I've, I've asked this question in my own life before. Do, do people ask you, how do I know the will of God for my life? It's probably the number one question. If really? Me alone or get me in that setting. Yes, it's the thing that people struggle with, and, and I do write extensively about that, but a few of just the real practical ways. Um, number one, the will of God's revealed in the Word of God. So if, if you can find it in the Word, then it's God's will for you. Like it's God's will that we walk in health. That's in the Word of God. That's part of the work of Jesus. So that's God's will for my life. Um, it's also confirmed by prophetic utterance. Now, prophetic utterance has to align with the Word of God. So if someone mm-hmm. prophesies to me something that doesn't align with the written Word of God, then I judge it as false. But usually, whatever God's will is for me personally, I'm going to find it in Scripture, and then I'm going to find it confirmed by prophetic utterance. Yes. And here's a big one. The will of God is always communicated, this is huge, multiple times in multiple ways. If God wants to get a message across. He is going to get it across in many ways, like we've been talking about what you hear, what you see, what is relayed to you. Um, and, and two, to understand that the will of God is an inheritance of believers. Like, God gives you His will. It's not He's not trying to hide His will. I feel like some people struggle with that, and they feel like, well, God's just so mysterious. He's trying to hide His will from yes. life. No, He wants you to know His will more than you want to know His will. That is good, good news for most of us. So, hey, I, I want you to share a couple of stories because I know um, sometimes people say, oh, you know, what's in a story or what's in a story or that's good for that person, but what about me? But, you know, something that I have learned through, you know, doing this job and working with other ministers, um, you know, Jesus used stories. Jesus used stories for the purpose of, of, of teaching a very deep truth in a very simple way that people could relate to it. So when I hear these stories and when I hear these testimonies, um, there's such great messages in them that I think it's just such a, a great way to minister and to convey these deep things of God. Um, about healing, you mentioned healing. Um, I think sometimes people get a little bit discouraged when a healing is not instant, which, of course, we would, would call a miracle. But, but when the, it's not instant, how do we keep from getting discouraged on that? And has that happened with you? It has. And I, I share this story in Supernatural Access of a time that the Lord told me to pray for this man in the wheelchair. And I should stop and preface and say, I don't know actually what what was the result of why he was in the chair. So why that's significant is because, you know, there's some people that may be in the chair because of arthritis and pain, sure. other people that their spine was severed. So it's a totally different spectrum of miracle. But he was in a wheelchair. He couldn't walk. That I do know. And the Lord had told me to pray for him. Now, of course, we can pray for anybody by faith. But when God speaks to you, especially when you've been doing this for a while, as I have, you have a sense that, okay, God told me this. Something is about to happen. So I prayed for this man. In fact, not once, but I prayed several times, and nothing happened. And I actually left the meeting very discouraged. I was 
so discouraged because I felt like, okay, God spoke to me, but nothing happened. And I was frustrated. You know, did I not hear from God? Did I hear from God? Did I not believe hard enough? Did the man not believe? What, what was, what's going on here? Um, and about six weeks later, I got the testimony that the man said that that night when we prayed, he felt power going into his body and that he just kept thanking God for the miracle. And over the six weeks, he got a little stronger every day until he was walking. He was literally out of the wheelchair. And thank God I heard that testimony. If I had not yes. heard that testimony, I would have never thought that happened. And it taught me something that, you know, when God says something, and I already knew this from the Word, but it was a practical demonstration. And God says something, it doesn't matter what you see with your natural eyes. That's part of faith. Faith is believing what has been declared more than what you're presently seeing. But there are times that healing is progressive, and we have to just hold on to the Word of God, how to stay from getting discouraged, is we just keep reminding ourselves of the promise. And then when you still feel discouraged, praise, because praise is a tremendous weapon. Praise is thanking God. It's lifting God up. So if you're personally believing for something and you're not seeing it come to fruition yet, uh, just start praising God, and that will lift your spirit and lift your emotions up out of that present situation, and it really grabs onto that promise. You know what? As you were saying that, and you were talking about discouragement, and I know that's such a, a lesson for those that are in places maybe or that are believing for healing. Would you pray, Ryan, and um, pray against discouragement and bind discouragement in those that may be waiting and, um, and praying for something that hasn't happened yet? Absolutely. As you were talking, I just began to see people with ongoing affliction, and the Lord was speaking to me, and he said, there's people that are going to be listening to this and are listening now, that there's ongoing affliction going on, and you know my promise, you know what I've said about you, but the enemy is using this affliction as a tool of defeat in your life. And Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you, Lord, that your word is true, and we resist and bind the report of the enemy in yes. the name of Jesus. I feel like if that is you, that you're listening, you say, that is me. I feel like with your mouth right now, you need to say in the presence of God, I bind and I resist the report of the enemy in Jesus' name. Now say this as well. Say, I break this affliction and this harassment off my life in Jesus' name. And, Father, as they are declaring that out of their mouth, I thank you that all your promises are yes and amen. And we hold fast to the promise of God. And I speak recovery. I speak yes. healing. Yes, I command Jesus. heart disease to go, high blood pressure to go, cancer, skin cancer to go, in Jesus' name, lupus to go, sensual and healed diseases. And we stand on the word of the Lord. And I speak. Speak and declare healing spiritually, physically, and emotionally over your people right now. And I break heaviness and discouragement, and I command it to go in the name of Jesus. Yes, Amen. yes, and yes. And I believe God is ministering to people just the anointing, the life, the strength of God is coming on to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Ryan, thank you. And you know what? I want to leave. We were talking about stories here. I just want to leave with the listeners one last story because this ministered to me so much. You know, you may not be an evangelist. You may not be a prophet. You may not be a seer uh, that sees things like Ryan does sometimes. But if you are a believer, this is a powerful, powerful example to you. Will you tell us about the believer's anointing, Ryan? Yes, I had a stunning encounter with the Lord uh, concerning the believer's anointing. I had been ministering in this intense atmosphere. Uh, there was what I call rapid-fire miracles. I mean, it was just miracles were tangible in the room, and people were getting small miracles, big miracles, different kind of miracles, just instant breakthroughs. And after uh, the, the meeting ended that night, it felt, I felt like Holy Spirit lift off me like you would take a coat off. And, and what that is, if you've ministered, it's that anointing that comes upon you for that assignment, that anointing for that assignment, that power of God lifted off of me. And I remember I just kind of, uh, I, I just kind of plopped down in a chair because that night the presence of God was so heavy on me. It was even hard for me to stand up under the glory of God. And so after I sit in this chair, this man comes limping, literally severely limping over to me. And he was a member of the worship team. And he starts to tell me that his hip had been crushed in an auto accident. 
and the doctors had operated, and there was just no recovery beyond where things were at. It was a very noticeable injury. And honestly, I remember thinking to myself, why didn't you come during that outpouring? I mean, to be perfectly honest about it, I was frustrated with the man. I thought, you know, you saw the waters were troubled. Why didn't you come? Uh, and as I'm sitting there questioning, trying to figure out what do I do, what do I say, the Lord, I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, I don't feel the anointing on me to minister. That miracle anointing is not on me. And the Lord asked me this profound question that took me to Mark 16. It said, are you still a believer? And I said, yes, Lord, I am. And immediately what the Lord was saying is that anointing for your assignment lifted, but you're a believer. You have a Mark 16, lay hands on the sick, they'll recover anointing. And he asked me, are you a believer? I said, yes. As soon as he said that, he gave me an instruction. I stood up, I acted upon it, and as God is my witness, there was an instant miracle in that man's body. He took off running, and we literally <laughs> had, and when I say took off running, no limp, no nothing, we literally had an outbreak of revival after that meeting ended. And what that taught me, Donna, is that any believer anywhere uh, and everywhere has an anointing, a power of God in their belly, and we need to be stirred we need to be encouraged, and we need to go after the realm of the supernatural yes. because we have access. Yes. Well, that is all the time we have for today, and what a wonderful, wonderful note to end on. I hope that everyone that's listening is going to do what I'm going to start doing and say, yes, Lord, I am. Yes, I am a believer. Ryan, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much, and thanks to all the team there. You guys are amazing. Sure, sure. Thank you. I'm Donna Chavis, and you've been listening to Messianic Vision. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get Ryan's brand-new book and his exclusive four-CD teaching series, Supernatural Access. Sid? It's great to learn about the supernatural and understand the supernatural, but I want to know how to access the supernatural. What good is it just knowing all about it without actually accessing it for myself? With Ryan's brand new book, Supernatural Access, you'll soon learn how to gain the supernatural access you've been praying for. Be sure to get Ryan's brand new book, an exclusive four CD teaching series called Supernatural Access for an investment of only 39 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800- 447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at SidRoth.org. Once again, SidRoth.org. Be sure to ask for offer number 9527. Once again, that's offer number 9527.